Hello, DGENs. Welcome to Degenerate Bets. I am the Brofect One, AJ. And with me, as always, is the man with the numbers, the man who the sports books fear, the sports book whisper, the man who I believe went 15 and 2 today on college basketball, Mr. Noah Engelbretson. Noah, how the hell are you doing today except feeling really good in the pocketbook? Um, uh, feeling great about that, AJ. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, we do have <laughs> I two. To. I mean, we do. We were talking about that for have, five minutes, and it's just unbelievable have, what you did today. We do have two games left, not fifteen and two. Might as well. I mean, uh, I you know I, I could could be close to that by the end of the night, but uh, I think we're sitting at. <clears throat> We're sitting at like thirteen and four on the day, right oh, now. Sorry, fuck me. That's my bad, dude. Still an incredible yeah. record on the day when you're two betting of, college basketball. <laughs> Huge shout two of those, out, honestly, bro. Two of those, two of those losses by, well, actually, two losses by a, a half point and one by a full point. So, yeah, out of those losses. A lot of tough ones almost hit on all of my losses today as well but Ooh. you know uh my uh it's it's time my bookie pays up some money you know it's uh <laughs> turn the tables a little bit hell yeah brother and of course responsibly we're gonna make the bookie pay because we were especially after uh especially after bookie pay especially after kyler murray cost me so much money last night so no i'm if you tuned into the live to the live stream, excuse me, not the live stream. We're not Nickelodeon here, not doing slime time. But <laughs> if you tuned in, limey slimy timey. <laughs> you saw how upset I was with the whole thing. Noah and I still can't get over the unbelievable shit that the Arizona Cardinals were yesterday. Again, please tweet out hashtag FireCliff help us out here us cardinals arizona fans are tired of making it to the playoffs and not having anything happen but it doesn't matter anymore because now i can focus i can focus on the numbers and i can make good bets and noah that's what this show is about it's about going four and zero against the sports books this weekend that's what we're about bro and that's what we're here to do i'm ready to do it are you yeah, I need a little redemption after my uh, three and nine performance from uh, Wild Card Weekend. Bro, I was one and I was one and nine. I was one and nine, but the uh, the Rams and the under in that game bring, bring capping off my uh, my weekend to put me at three and nine. So I I need redemption, AJ. Personally, I need to redeem myself from I, a terrible week of picks. Hey, listen, this was monetarily, picks-wise, everything-wise, my worst week in the NFL, and it was the least amount of games. I'm not fucking okay with that, Noah. So here we go. I am ready to go 4-0 this weekend, and the sports books are going to give me back all the money they took last weekend, plus a little extra. 4-0? I'm ready to go 8-0. There's only four games, like, though. Again, the spreads the in the... Totals. Yep, yep. We're gonna we're gonna take it all, and uh, we're gonna go eight and zero this week. So, 
roll up the well, sleeves no, and get ready ahead. for Let's start it off nice and strong. Big game Saturday afternoon on CBS. The Bengals versus the Titans. Mm-hmm. Titans a three-and-a-half point favorite going into this game. Total at 47 even. The Bengals last week, I mean, bro. Don't get me wrong. Joe Burrow just came in. He played ice cold, man. He was an assassin. Jamar Chase, just another freaking stud. The defense played excellent. But Noah. Question will call in there. We need a minute. I think we need a minute. Before you take that sip, Noah, before you take that sip, take that sip back. We need to raise our glasses to the one and only King Henry. Because he hey, I'll, I'll, I'll cheers to that, buddy. Fucking cheers, buddy. He is fully healthy, activated for this week. And yeah, he's been... My question for you, Noah. Why is the line at three and a half? Um, I think a lot of people still have false hope in the Bengals. And don't get me wrong, the Bengals are a good team. I'm not saying they're not a good team. They're not ready for a playoff. They're not ready for a playoff run. They're too young. They're too young for it. Um, Derrick Henry, although it hasn't been 100% confirmed that he will be playing, he has been participating full contact in practice. practice. Full contact in practice. So their Titans aren't worried about him. Uh, Obviously, it was like a broken bone in his foot, which is what caused him to miss half the season. Um, Tennessee at home. I mean, you know where I'm sitting on this game, AJ. Obviously, I picked the Titans to win the AFC. Um, I have a nice little nice little future bet on the Packers to beat the Titans um, in the Super Bowl. Like I said, my prediction beginning of the playoffs, I was like, I know it's a little boring picking both of the one seeds, but I do think home field is going to make a huge difference. Um, and I don't feel as bad about it because the Titans were the third favorite in the AFC behind Kansas City and Buffalo. So I don't feel like it's as like easy route as, as it would seem picking the two one seeds here. I agree with you, Noah, and the public agrees with you as well. 63% of the bets and 83% of the money on the Titans going into this weekend I think we will see some line movement coming later on. I do see this line probably ending at four and a half, five. I, mean, I, I think this could end at five even. With I think it'll go down. Though, I think it'll go down. You think it's going to go down? I you think this line narrows. Money and big money coming in on the Bengals? Well, that's typically that's what we see is. Really move it. That's typically what we see. Like as, as it gets closer to game time, you typically see lines shrink up rather than expand. So I, I don't agree. I think we're going to see the opposite in this game, though, because we're seeing all this money it... come in and everything on the Titans. It's already moved a full point. I think it's going to keep moving in direction of the Titans being favored. The money line being at 190 right now, minus 190 for the Titans, excuse me. I think you're going to end up seeing that line probably closer to 270 by kickoff. I'm like, don't get me wrong. I'm on the Titans at three and a half as well. 
However, if that line moves to four and a half, five, I'm getting on the Bengals and taking Titans money line. I think the Titans win this game. I do think it's a closer game than people want to admit, and that's why it's at this three and a half. That's why the books have it at three and a half. Moves to four and a half, five. I'm taking the Bengals on the spread. But for right now, if the line stays right here, I'm taking Titans minus three and a half. But any um, more movement just scares me a little. It scares me too much. Especially what we saw this weekend. I, I'm not worried because the Titans win by over a touchdown in this game. I, I agree. I like I, from I what am, I have watched I am, and everything, I that is the correct analysis on the game. However, we am, also had the correct analysis on all the games last week and shat the bed. So <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a couple I'm gonna throw a couple props in here too. Let me hear it, buddy. I want Derrick Henry over on rushing attempts. I feel like that's going to be a little bit lower because yes. first game back from an injury, I still think the Titans, I think they're going to dive straight back into what they were doing and they're going to give them the ball 25, 30 times. Uh, I also want Henry over on yards and give me AJ Brown. Give me his over on yards and completions. I think, I think the Titans are going to, you know, in, impose their, they're kind of two-headed um, offense here. They're going to get it yeah. all going on the ground with Derrick Henry, and the, that's going to open everything up for Tannehill. Tannehill plays much better when he's not playing under pressure, when he's able to just, like, get into his flow and do his thing. Um, we haven't seen Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones all healthy in a game since, like, maybe week four, week three. If I don't that, even know. Man. Whenever Julio got injured there. So, I love that. Um, what's the over-under on this game? Um, 47 even. Give me over 47. Because I do think the Bengals will... I do think the Bengals will put up points. But here's the thing. I like Tennessee to be good for like 30, 31 points on their own at least. So this over should hit unless Cincinnati shits the bed. Uh, and given what Cincinnati's given what Cincinnati's defenses look like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Titans put up like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Titans dropped 40 points on them. So, wow. This line's going to move soon. Excuse me. Uh, t- the home team total points. You're looking at Titans, 25.5 minus 115 over, under at minus 105. Well, count me in on that one, too. I'll take Titans like over, what did you say, 25.5? 25.5. Yeah, give me, which is a little high for a team total, but go ahead oh, and give I, me Titans. I do think with those odds that it will move to 26, just with um, what I've seen with the sports books recently. So if you like it at 20, you think they're going to win by a couple touch? I mean, if you think they're going to win at all, I mean, they're going to have to score over that much, and then you might as well parlay that with the over. Get a little yeah. two, three-teamer going with them covering as well. Whoo! Can make some money there. Yeah, that's, that's what I got on this game, and I will be providing a couple props probably for every bet 
for divisional weekend because we are only covering four games, so we have the time to do that. So we're exactly. not like we have the time to research this stuff and actually be knowledgeable about what we're talking about instead of you know uh, like we usually do <laughs> a normal regular <laughs> season week. I'm not covering much more than just the spreads on every game because yeah. you know then we're gonna end up with like a four hour episode. And if you want to watch a four, do, watch a four hour really episode, wants to watch that. I love that, but I don't think that's the vibe. No, Anyways, that's what I got on that game, AJ. So no, um, I'm, I I'm not taking we have to get to it this early. I'm not taking any props. I was just gonna say I'm not taking any props on like Joe Burrow or any of the Cincinnati receivers because I do think the Tennessee secondary is very slept on this year. That's been a huge part of why they've had success despite missing all these offensive weapons. Is so why aren't you taking unders then? Because I don't think the under hits. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But I, I'm I'm staying away from any overs on like on uh, you know like Joe Burrow or or Cincinnati receivers because I do think Tennessee's secondary is pretty strong. I think they can make a good showing. No, yeah, and I agree with you. Their secondary has been underrated. However, it has been underrated for a reason. They do allow a lot of points. And that's why I do like the over in this game. But I do think they'll allow less points than the Bengals will. Again, I have my flyer on the four and a half, five points. We'll see what happens with that line. Noah, I hate that we have to get to such a good game so fast. But it's the next one on Saturday night on Fox. You got the San Francisco 49er, arguably the hottest team in football right now, going against the Green Bay Packers, because the NFC runs through Lambeau. Packers are six-point favorites going into this game. Total at 47.5. I mean, it's going to be in Lambeau. Aaron Rodgers, playoffs. Yep. It's going to be below 32 degrees. He's going to be wearing his turtle. Oh, it's it's not just going to be below. It's not just going to be below 32, AJ. And we'll we'll keep updated on this as the week goes along and we get closer to it. But the estimated temperature for kickoff is supposed to be nine or ten degrees. Wind chill, wind chill is expected to be at about I don't know like two, three, four below zero. I love it. I love it. Talk about talk about football weather. This is how it should be. Aaron Rodgers came out and in one of his press conferences or whatever, he was, you know, asked about last, last year, right? And he was saying, you know, it, was, it wasn't a true Lambeau home field advantage because, you know, there, there weren't very many fans. True. And somehow Tampa got lucky and the temperature was in the 30s for the <laughs> NFC Championship game last year. And Tom Brady loves the 30s. Well, you know, that's not that's not how it's supposed to be when you're coming through Lambo. So we're gonna have Lambo Field packed to the brim with you know, wind chills in the negatives. Oh my god, this is perfect. It's perfect. Oh, it really is, Noah. And just for reference, I took this line like I'm I well, we'll get into picks in a second. The line opened at four and a half. It's already had 
a two and a half point movement since it opened. And let's talk about the money and the bets because this this is very interesting to me. And I think it has to do a lot with how hot the 49ers have been the last couple weeks. You have 54% of the bets and 50% of the money on the Packers. So, yes, a little bit of a public favorite, but the money is even on this point. Noah, are the 49ers set up to kill the Packers and take them down with Debo Samuels just being an absolute beast with Jimmy G finding his groove as a quarterback and not giving a shit if his organization is going to sign him next year or not? Like, what are we dealing with with this 49ers organization? And are they... Like, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Obviously, it's any given Sunday, any given Saturday. Any team can win. But this 49ers team is the first team in a long time that actually may pose a threat to the to the Packers. Like, what AJ, do you think about that, Bub? Well, I'm a little surprised that uh, you're choosing now. Uh, you've been hating on the 49ers all damn I'm season. I'm playing devil's advocate. I, I still hate the fucking 49ers. Okay. I'm playing devil's okay. advocate here because this is a sports show and we're supposed <laughs> to, you know, create controversy and shit. So sorry for doing my fucking job, bro. Shit. <laughs> no, I think, uh, <laughs> I think the biggest thing is like a, the Packers have been the better team all season than the, than the Niners. Like the Packers have been playing better. Yes. Um, Packers are what? 13, four ATS this season. And, you know, I, I saw a beautiful no, video. Uh, that, three and one ATS, I, their last five. I saw a beautiful That's video exactly. that somebody somebody put together, which was the Avengers Endgame scene where all the people are coming through the uh, the portals and everything and all that, and returning when it looks like Captain America's going to be in defeat. And, you, know, you have all these Packers players' faces pasted onto these... Uh, you know, characters from the movie, and that's totally it. Yeah, the Packers are activating like six, seven, eight big name players off of like injured reserve or reactivating them or putting them back in the starting lineup. I mean, you got Jair Alexander, arguably the best cornerback in the league, a hundred percent of top five. If you're not seeing Jair's top five, then you're you're crazy. Uh, you got Zadarius Smith, who's got like the third best uh, pressure rate over the past two seasons or three seasons out of any edge rusher. Uh, Bakhtiari obviously played in the Lions game last week, but you got Billy Turner coming back on the offensive line as well. Um, you know, there's there's a couple other role players coming in there that are going to be coming back. The crazy thing is this will be the – the Packers will have like, – this is the healthiest roster the Packers have fielded since, like, week one of the season. And I will I will like, even argue, Noah, like that's, that that's not even enough healthier focus. than the week one roster because you didn't have Bakhtiari back until the last week of the season. I oh, mean, my God. This Packers that, team he, and he only disgusting. played a half. He only played a half against the Lions, but – if you watch that game, the amount of time he was given Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers was like, didn't know what to do with himself in that first half because he had Bakhtiari <laughs> no back. I and, was watching. And whoever the hell was edge rushing, whoever the hell was edge rushing on the Lions, 
like Bakhtiari is like, oh, I can block you for easily seven, eight, nine, ten seconds, like every play, no problem. Bro, and I was watching that game, and let me tell you, the big thing I was watching the entire time when Bakhtiari was playing was Bakhtiari, because I wanted to see if he still had his same mojo, his same, I wanted to see if he still had it, and he definitely still had. He looked like it. he hadn't lost a step. Despite not playing in an entire year, he looked like he hasn't lost a step. And we'll see what oh, happens was... when he gets when he gets tested a little bit more with, with San Francisco than he did with yeah, Detroit. Yeah, absolutely. But let's not also disregard this, this San Francisco's a very Bosa, very good defensive line, a very good but, secondary. This but is Bosa and be a tough game Bosa for the and Bosa and Fred Warner, both of their their statuses are up in the air. Both I, of them getting yeah. The injuries in the last very game. concerning. If it, it, they don't even both need to be, if one of the two of them is out, that's a huge hit to the San Francisco defense, who's already going to have their hands full with a healthy Packers offense with a revamped offensive line. Not necessarily revamped might not be the right word, but a, a healthy offensive line for the first time this year, the Packers have a healthy offensive line. <laughs> they can no, finally they can finally put their five best starters out there. And the Packers offensive line has shown this year too. We have like at least two very quality backups to come in too, if, if anything happens. So, um, yeah. And so the Packers on the depth and everything, someone gets injured, not really a big concern. It's that's a benefit. You're also getting, I mean, I think you covered it as well. Um, Jair Alexander reportedly coming back as well. That's going to be fucking huge. huge. I mean, huge. I mean it's, huge. it's, you know, in my opinion, the top, you know, uh, top cornerback in the league, maybe, you know, I could under, I, I, I'd entertain an argument that so long as you're not putting them outside of your top five, I will entertain an argument with you about that, you know, cause the cornerbacks it's, it's not as, um, you know, obvious is like, in my mind, Devonte Adams, like I won't entertain an argument with anybody who's saying he's not the number one receiver in the league. I know with, as a Cardinals fan, you want to say D hop, D hop, D hop, but I think Devonte's just like so great, but Jair really, really, really great locked down cornerback. And he's young. He's in his mid twenties. Um, I will get to my, I will wrap it up here with my rant on this. A lot of people are saying San Francisco is a really bad matchup for green Bay. Oh, they're good. They're going to run the ball and pose their will running the ball, blah, 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 blah. Here's my counter to that. I don't care because even if they can run the ball, they are going to struggle to keep up with the scoring that the Packers are going to be doing. So and Bro, I'm with you. And don't and don't count out this Packers defense either. We're getting our two best players back, hopefully for this game. Like our two best defensive players who have not played the entire season, pretty much. And this defense has still been like decent without them. It, it's Bro, I I, 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 said, I think I think we're in for a shellacking in this game. Blowout. That's going to be the narrative of this game. The 49ers team. I have not been. I'm not wrong about the 49ers team. 
you want to, I mean, don't get me wrong. I was <coughs> incorrect of their placement in the NFC. I did not expect the Seahawks to be the shithole that they were. That's on me. My bad. I didn't know Russell Wilson hated that team that much. Conversation for later. San Francisco 49ers are still the worst team. Um, second worst team in the NFC West. First team being the Cardinals. Fuck you, K- Cliff Kingsbury. I hope you get fired soon. That was embarrassing. I had to wear my Cardinals fucking hoodie to work because it's cold as hell. And I got laughed out of the fucking building. So go fuck yourself. And I work in Arizona. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, the 49ers are dog shit, bro. And the Packers are going to prove that. That when the 49ers have to play against an actual team that competes, they they don't stand a fucking chance. And so give me the Packers minus the six. Give me the over because I think the Packers are going to score 40 points. And I think I think the final score will be 40 to 23. And so give me the over on this game. And then I'm also take over on Rodgers' touchdowns, over on Rodgers' attempts. And uh, I'm going to get a little, I'm going to get a little freaky with this one. Give me over on M, no. Yeah, over on MVS receiving yards, whatever they are. No, excuse me. Take that back. I take that back. Over, I'm sorry, MVS, anytime, two touchdown scores. For plus 800 odds or whatever that is. Noah, what are your thoughts? That, that's aggressive. Um, so I'm on the Packers minus six. Oh, uh, nice. I'm, on, I'm on the under. Really? Uh, oh, my, my final score. I guess the weather. My final my final score, I don't even care about the weather because cold, that's a common misconception. Cold weather and especially snow lead to higher scoring games. Wind is the only weather factor that you need to pay attention to. Wind brings it down. Fair. Wind brings it down. But cold weather games actually typically score more because Here's the thing: when it gets that cold and frigid out, you you know your your body moves a little slower. But the offensive player knows where they're going. The defensive player has to wait and react, so it benefits the offensive players. Anyways, I just think the Packers' defense is going to come up big in this game. Um, so I've got Green Bay the under. Uh, I want Adams two plus touchdown receptions. Love that. That's a that's a big. Big same-game parlay booster if you want to take that. Devontae Adams Huge. to score twice. Uh, depending on what your book is, if you can get it or not, uh, Garoppolo over one-and-a-half turnovers. Ooh, love that. Love that. Add that to my card, too. I know my book will only give me a half, but I'll take the half. And, you know, other than that, I, I mean – I'd like to take some Debo overs, but I don't know that I want to necessarily do that. Um, especially I if he's, I was just a little espe- scared on that, es- bro. Especially if Debo's got Jair Alexander on him. I kind of am leaning towards the under, but I'm not going to take it. Those are my only two 
prop picks for this game is Devontae yeah, Adams. My other question is, has to score twice. ever played in cold... Oh, I'm so sorry. What was that? Uh, I was saying my, my only two are just Adams to score twice and Garoppolo over on turnovers. Gotcha. Now, how, question for you, Noah, because I don't know this answer. Um, has Devo Samuel played in these kind of conditions before? I believe he went to South Carolina for college, so he's South Carolina to San Francisco. He's not not much add, of a cold guy. Add under receiving yards for Devo Samuels on my card. Because if if he hasn't played in this type of weather before, I think we'll I think we'll see some more drop balls than usual from him. He's very talented, but he's used as a running back as well, and I think people confuse that. Those don't count towards receiving yards, so I'll take his under there. Noah, let's keep it moving. We've got a nice early game on Sunday. NFC matchup. We got the Los Angeles Rams visiting Tampa Bay Gronkineers. Line has stayed firm at Tampa Bay minus three total at 48 and a half. The line has not moved a bit. Noah, before we get into it, I want to let you know what's going on money in the bets wise. You got 52% of the bets on the Buccaneers. 92% of the money on the Rams. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Big Big money That's a huge off the Rams there. after routing the Arizona Cardinals the week before. I'm um, this a couple days ago, actually. Fucking disappointing. Anyway, I'm gonna stick with my rule. I we can get into the analysis and we can get into the numbers, and I'm gonna tell you the numbers and the analysis will point you towards the Los Angeles Rams, and they should point you to the Los Angeles Rams. That's why 92% of the fucking bets, I'm sorry, excuse me, the money is on the Rams. This is a perfect opportunity where you not at only paid the public, at plus but, three. Dude, you're going to, dude, this, this is a touchdown game. Tom Brady is winning this game by a touchdown. You're telling, again, you don't bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs. You just don't do it. You don't do it. I do it. Oh, well, I do. Three-point spread. So. I know, and you have done nothing but lose money when you do that, Noah. I will never forget. That was one of the one of my favorite text messages I have ever sent in my life. We had a 45-minute conversation about Tampa Bay versus the Chiefs, and you said, AJ, you're a moron take the Chiefs and I was like no Noah I'm going to take Tampa Bay Moneyline and here we are today you still not learning your lesson betting against Tom Brady in the playoffs give me the Buccaneers minus three not even a conversation yeah well you know Sean McVay last time he went up against Tom Brady got bested in a 13 to 3 Super Bowl game that had nothing to do with Tom Brady because Sean McVay shut Tom Brady's ass down. The problem was Bill Belichick was the better coach and shut Sean McVay's offense, led by Jared Goff, to three points. 
Yes. But no, before you continue with this argument, we both can agree that was one of the worst Patriots offense in the last 20 years. That was, I'm sorry, excuse me, probably they've the had, worst Patriots offense in the last 20 years. They've had a number of lackluster offenses that still won Super Bowls because their defense and their coaching was so good. We're not going to dive too deep into that conversation, AJ, because you know I will go on for fucking hours about how Tom Brady's not that great. Um, I'm fully, I mean, you're giving me three points on the Rams. I don't even need the three points. I'm taking the Rams money line. Um, And I'm going under 48 and a half. I think the Rams defense is going to get a lot of pressure with the four man front. Uh, Von Miller, as old as he is, he. Kind of, he was against he was all he, like he was all over in that in that Cardinals backfield. I think the Rams had like five sacks against Kyler Murray in that wild card yeah. game. Uh, Tampa Bay might be missing Tristan Wirfs, and I think there's another offensive lineman they might be missing, which is funny because that offensive line was the only fully intact, healthy offensive line for the entire regular season out of the entire NFL, and I they know. still fucking lost four games. Um, so you have the healthiest offensive line. They finally start having some offensive line issues. They might be missing a guy or two. I don't think they're ready for those substitutes. The units got so used to each other to play together the entire year. I think the Rams front four gets a lot of pressure on Tom Brady. I think they get a number of sacks, four or five sacks on him at least. Tom Brady does not play well when he gets hit and for his entire career, he does not get hit very often, which is why he's played until 44 years old because he's, you know, he's like in pristine shape because he's had these great offensive lines that never let him get hit. I think the Rams get pressure on him. They hit him. They make him uncomfortable. I think he throws two, maybe three picks in this game. Jalen Ramsey's going to eat off of him. And... I only like the Rams to win this game by like one score, despite all of this that I'm saying. I think Tampa Bay's offense is going to look terrible, and the Rams are still only going to win by a score because Tampa Bay's defense is still good. So I like the under. I like the Rams' money line. That's what I got on this one. All right. I'm going to make this more interesting. I'm going to add to my card over Tom Brady on pass attempts, over on yards, and... uh, Give me Gronkowski two-time any touchdown score. Well, I mean, what is Tom Brady's pass attempts at? Because he threw the ball fucking 45 times a game this year, so. Well, the books will not have that up because we are recording on a, what day is it, Tuesday? Yeah, they don't have that stuff up until the night before, maybe two days before. It really depends on the game. Honestly, the line makers are a bunch of lazy fucks. It's unbelievable. Uh, anyway, yeah, I think we're I mean, heading into the most interesting my, game. Sorry, go I ahead. Do have to throw, oh, I said I do have to throw my props out, though. Yes, let's hear them. For this one. Um, I do... Depending on how high it is, I think the Brady over on attempts could be good. Um, I want Stafford over on touchdowns. 
I'll take Brady over on turnovers if that's available. And then, you know, might as well give me Cooper Cup over on both the yards and completions. And an anytime touchdown. I do also like Cooper Cup anytime. Excuse me, anytime touchdown. That's solid. But Noah. So that's, yeah, that's what I'm rocking with that. I think we're about to head into the hardest game to handicap because. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't even want to <laughs> I don't, try I, to speculate I, like, if, this game, but I will. Like, no, if this is two years ago, like, this is a year ago, and you and I are doing our normal bullshit, we're on the phone just talking about it, this is a game where we're kind of like, I'm just going to enjoy it. I'm just going to watch it. But we're in a very different position than we were a year ago now putting this out on the interweb. Internet, I guess you could say. The cloud, if you would. But no, you got the Buffalo Bills at Kansas City Chiefs. The the Bills visiting the Chiefs. Line at Chiefs favored at two points. Total at 55 even. Noah, the money in the bets again very screwed up you have 64 percent of the bets on the chiefs 89 percent of the money is on the bills so that means the public is very high on the chiefs however the heavy money the sharp money is coming in on the bills noah what are you thinking about this game because i don't want to touch it but i know we have to uh, this is definitely the, I, I would say personally the toughest bet of the week. But AJ, I gotta say, I think, I think we see something a little different this year, and I think we're ready to circle those wagons. And I think, I think Buffalo prevails in a shootout. I think this will be an ab. Absolute shootout. I don't expect, even though the Bills have whatever, a top three defense or whatever, apparently statistically they are a top three defense. I don't know. I don't care. Uh, we're going to see Mahomes and Josh Allen going off. I like the overs on almost every single props on this game because I think we're going to see a classic, classic shootout game here. And uh, I like Buffalo to prevail in it. Really? Interesting take, Noah, but not really at all because, bro, you're telling me after watching the Chiefs last week, I mean, excuse me, after watching the Bills last week, I, I honest to God, Noah, I think we're going to see a Bildo in <laughs> Kansas City, a build, bro. I, a Bildo in Arrowhead Stadium? I think we're seeing a Bildo in Arrowhead Stadium this weekend. My, my man, this Buffalo team is so is so explosive. And we talk about the Chiefs always being this explosive offense, this very lockdown defense and everything. Defense hasn't really been that locked down. Offense has been explosive in the last couple games. But the Bills have been explosive all season. They really just have been that team all season. Like, shout out to them for being able to do that. Bro. Except for against... Except for against the Jags, 
but you know that's a different conversation. A hundred percent. Give me the Bills money line. Give me the over. And then Josh Allen over on passing yards. Why not? And then honestly, I like Josh what, what Allen is... for a touchdown as well. Anytime. A rushing touchdown. I said anytime. Yeah, a rushing touchdown. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't hate that. What, what was the over under at for this game? Just out of curiosity. I mean, I'm taking it regardless. Fifty four and a half. I took the over. That is high, but I will take the over because, like I said, I think we see a classic shootout. This is going to be, I think, a an all-time classic playoff game. It's going to come down to the wire. Who's got the ball last type of thing. So I got a lot of fun props for this one as well. Give me Stephon Diggs over on yards, receptions, and to score two-plus touchdowns. Um. I want Josh Allen. I like his over on his passing plus rushing yards, his all-purpose yards, as well as pass yards alone. Travis Kelsey up on the over on both yards and receptions. Uh, Probably give me Allen and Mahomes both on overs on passing touchdowns, which will probably, I guess, guess is both. No, probably two and a half for this game on each of them. Oh, the books usually lay them at one and a half. And it's going to be terrible payout if it's one and a half, but I think this is a game where No, I know. They usually pull. post them at minus one. If you see it at plus, plus minus two and a half, I mean, please. I hope you get, hope that's a good book, but. I've, I've seen it before, and if I can get both of those guys at two and a half, over two and a half touchdown passes, I'd like both of them at that. I think this is going to be a very high scoring game and a complete shootout, so. I love it, bro. I love it. Now, do you have anything else to say to the DGENs before we wrap up Divisional Week? Uh, You know, I guess all I got is uh, bear down, go blurs. Um, Looking forward to uh, another another couple hot days here in uh, college basketball. Yeah, uh, yeah, bro. Let's get a couple more. Hot days in college basketball so I can make responsibly large bets on the NFL this weekend. That's what it's all about. <laughs> you win all your money during the week and give it all back during the weekend. Also, DGENs, I'm just saying it might be a nice little parlay over on Rodgers, Mahomes, and Allen's touchdowns. That might be a nice little parlay right there. Just throwing that out there. But... You know, we'll talk to you guys next week covering all of this divisional action and what's going to happen with, you know, the conference championships and everything. Noah, we're in the dog days. We are about to get into the nitty-gritty of it. This is the best of the best in the NFL. We are lucky enough to sit here and cover it. We are in the home stretch. tell you that much. Yes, we are, and we will be here through all of it. So we will see you next week on Degenerate Takes.